This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 206 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Brought to you by Thinline Global Products and Squarespace.com. Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show with our producer, Glenn. You took, took about 12 takes just to get the opener right. Uh, I know. I we you're still get drunk the from the weekend right when you were together. <laughs> we weekend together. We had too much fun on the weekend, so <laughs> now we're just silly. We don't want to do the show. <laughs> we did. We, yeah, we're too silly. Philip and Meredith came and visited this weekend uh, to visit Travis and I for the Derby, and we had so much fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw I mean, some it's pictures. Only, it, it's only about an eight-hour drive, and, uh, and so we decided, hey, we're just going to go down and uh, love the Derby, love all the events going on, and Kentucky is beautiful, so... Uh, we talked to the first lady last week, told us all the stuff we should be doing, and we went out and we did that. So uh, well, we got to hold off and, and don't give away everything that you <laughs> did because there was a picture that you sent me that we're going to allow. We're going to give away a, a, a brand new book here for for someone who gets this right. You sent me a picture of the four of you in front of a a. Let's just say you sent me a picture of the four of you. <laughs> I'm going to post yeah, it on good. Facebook, and the first one to tell us what location they were at will win a copy of Linda Tellington Jones's Dressage with Mind, Body, and Soul. And this is a really, really good book. And, you know, my, actually, Linda Tellington Jones is one that was one of my, my wife's favorites uh, and, and uh, had done Tea Touch and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, this is her latest book that was put together in cooperation with Rebecca Dieter. And uh, it's a great book. And we're going to send it out to the person who guesses where the four of you were. Something specific. I think Kentucky yes. doesn't count. Yes, very yes. specific. We already yes. gave that away. Specific. So. And it, it, specific for anybody that's can. been there, they'll know it right away. But, but yeah. we'll post it on Facebook, the picture on Facebook. So hop right on over there and make sure you get, you're the first one to respond and you'll get a copy of that book. Perfect. So you guys had fun. Did anybody win any money on the Derby? I didn't. I did. I didn't, but Reese did. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you did. gave her some advice. Glenn, you gave her some advice. You last, gave me the advice. Last show. I know, but I never picked the favorite. And you you, you <gasps> took my advice and picked the favorite. He, I don't think Orb, Orb won. And he's trained by Shug McGahee, who is a Lexington trainer. And yep. an you know, old school Lexington trainer. So it was wonderful. He never won the Derby, so that was pretty fun. And Orb was the horse's name. And um, who was Philip? I also I picked the number three and number four four horse. So I made I made like thirty five bucks. I was excited. I made thirty five bucks. <laughs> well, I had I had a better day at the Oaks, you know that way that way. But uh, yeah, I mean it was good, good race. Oh, I mean a little wet, a little wet for the Derby, but uh, you know, good we race. Were we were yeah, wet. We, we went to a party, so it was we were safe and sound and, and dry, but everyone who went to the Derby, oh, it was a terrible day. Um, uh, but in Lexington, where yeah. we were, it was beautiful all day. So we uh, went on our, our visits that you'll have to guess. And then, um, yeah, so it was great. We had a great weekend, and it's so fun to get together. And, and I had been working really hard, and, and so I did not get Philip's help with the horses. We actually put the horses away and, and had yeah, a weekend. Yeah, we did non-horsey weekend. Well, yeah. I mean... Th- 
I guess the race starts as a <laughs> is, is horsey, but that doesn't count really. It's non dressage. I guess is what yes, non dressage. So that was that was a lot of fun, and and we were just just tourists, and that was great. So um, yay! Next year, if anybody wants to come visit us too, uh, you have to push <laughs> Philip and Meredith out of the way. But uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. So can't wait to do it again next year. Well, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. We did. Too much fun, probably. <laughs> um, but we're still able to put a show together today. What do, what do we got? What do we got, Reese? It's exciting. Well, we have a special show. My mom is coming on in honor of Mother's Day this weekend. Everybody, don't forget to get a Mother's Day gift. Uh, but my mom's going to come on. and she's... Thank you for that, Reese, because I did. I know. So. I, I know. Actually, I think I have to do the same thing. Yeah. But uh, my mom's a wonderful lady. And um, she's been very, very influential in the horse industry, uh, but also raised myself and my sister. So she's going to tell some stories about us. Thank you, guys. They yeah. told me anchor on. <laughs> and, uh, and, but also, she's been a wonderful volunteer. And she'll talk a little bit about all the things that, that she's done over the years. So I hope you enjoy that. Well, now and- I got to tell you that I would not, <laughs> you would not be hosting this show today if it wasn't for your mom, because I met you both at the same time at, in Ohio at an expo or something, is where we first met, if I remember right, wasn't it? Uh, somebody asked me, Glenn, where we first met. I and think I that's think where we that's first met. Right. I, and then that- your mother was telling how wonderful you were and that you should be on one of the shows. <laughs> and ah, that's how we got there you your go. Mom, your mom was I'm pimping you sure out that's somehow. That's how we met. <laughs> Trying to think about that the other day too, and I think that's where we first met was in Ohio. That's probably right. That's probably right. And, and mom has been a wonderful supporter, and she's sort of, you know, anything you need. You know, horse show mom doesn't quite even cover what my mom has done, you know, in the industry and and what we've gotten into. She'll talk a little bit about when she ran a fundraiser for the Philharmonic, and I rode. Uh, that was scary with a full orchestra. Um, so we've done all kinds of things and she's just a, just a really neat lady. And I I hope you guys enjoy kind of hearing some about us growing up and also, you know, how you can volunteer in this industry and, and really, really make a difference. So I hope that, I hope you enjoy it. And we have Silva Martin. Yeah, we She's also have Silva back. Martin. Yeah. Come on to talk about Cavalettis. I mean, you know, she has uh, some some jumping horses in her barn. So uh, we we brought her on to answer a listener question about uh, Cavaletti work. And uh, it's a great interview, but it got cut a little bit short. Unfortunately, there were some technical issues, but uh, we still have a great trainer tip. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys it. And I think you guys have a... a a note from a listener too that was asking you a little bit that we're going to hit on a little later in the show. Yes, yes. Well, our Facebook has has started to provide some traffic and some feedback uh, for the show, right. which is great. You know, the busier that is, the more stuff we have to talk about, and um, you know, from our listeners, and then right back out to our listeners. So we're going to try and incorporate some of these questions into the shows, and uh, and uh, you know, see what everybody is doing with their dressage. Right after this message from Thin Line Global, we're going to have my mom, Margie Koffler, join us on the show. And she's going to give some uh, funny stories about me, but also how she raised two girls in the dressage industry in honor of Mother's Day. Hi, everybody. Glenn here. We just finished a terrific series on leg protection that was brought to you by the good folks over at Thin Line Global. If you missed it, go to horsetipdaily.com and check out all four parts. They still have a fantastic coupon for Horse Radio Network listeners for 12% off your next order at thinlineglobal.com. Whether you buy their saddle pads, horse boots, or tack items, everything is 12% off with this coupon code. 
Just type radio in the coupon section at checkout at thinlineglobal.com. My mom is here to join us today. She was very um, looking forward to this interview after my dad did Father's Day. So mom, welcome to the show in honor of all the moms and Mother's Day out there. Oh, my pleasure. Nice to be here. Well, and it's even, we'll have to tell everybody, this is our first interview we've ever done with anyone in Brazil. It's very exciting. I can't believe I'm talking with you. I know, it's fun. So, Mom, we did the whole interview with Dad in honors of Father's Day, and so we wanted to bring you on because you are actually the ultimate horse show mom. Well, I think you're kind to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and everybody, my my mom's name is Margie Koffler. And mom has raised uh, two girls in horses. She grew up um, in horses. And mom, can you tell us a little bit about about your background and sort of how uh, we got started in horses? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I've done horses all my life. It's what our family does. My brother is, um, Reese's uncle is uh, a hunter-jumper trainer. He continues to do that. Most often now he likes to... um, handle the babies in the confirmation classes. So that's still his thing um, in the hunter world. And um, we lived in Virginia. And when I moved to Kentucky, uh, I continued my horses uh, after you all were a little bit older and I could be a little bit more assured that you'd be safe in the barn. And uh, it became very clear right from the very beginning that I had two little girls who were very interested in horses, which was very exciting for me since, gosh, we're about 10 generations of horse people in our family, and that would make uh, Reese 11. So it's kind of what we do. We have other professions, but what we really do is horses. So it was very exciting for me to um, raise little girls Uh, around horses because horses are my passion, my life, and I think really are just such magnificent animals. And I wanted to share that. And and I wanted to share that journey um, with them. And they really have been a foundation um, and a lifestyle for our family. And uh, now Reese and Lindsay have an older brother, Ian, And uh, he also took riding lessons, and he would have actually been an extremely wonderful rider, but he's decided uh, that he wanted to set aside his his boots, so to speak, and uh, continue on playing tennis and soccer. So um, Reese and Lindsay started riding when they were tiny. Reese was, I told her she couldn't come to the barn with me unless she um, would mind what I said. And I told her about the safety aspect and and really taught her from the very beginning um, uh, basic horsemanship and continued through the years with that. And then Lindsay, uh, being the second, um, the second, uh, had Reese did not ride ponies. Reese rode started on a small horse. Lindsay started on a tiny pony. And she really started, I don't think Lindsay ever remembers a time she wasn't on a horse because naturally she was the second. So it really started there. Restarted her lessons uh, doing hunters, and um, it became very apparent that uh, that jumping was not going to be her thing. <laughs> well, who, why and, is that? Tell us a little bit about what was oh, going on there. I knew you were going to 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's, it. it's part of the story, right? Why, why is Reese not okay. a jumper? <laughs> well, I do have to say the day um, when we decided to put her on, on the horse for the first time, because she had been going to the barn with me and, and watching, she really walked and trotted and did a rising trot right away. And um, uh, the gentleman who started her riding is Robert Murphy in Kentucky and Lexington. And he started the Kentucky Hunter Jumper Association. So he turned around to me and said, I think we're going to have a Meadow McClay winner here. And I said, oh, Robert, I think we need to be very patient and see where she leads us. Well, after about uh, after a little while, he determined it was time for Reese to start jumping. So we set up a couple of little X's, and and uh, uh, she, by that time, of course, was pretty proficient in her little two-point in her jumping position and um, looked fairly secure. So we started, and it was oh so clear that she had not an eye, a feel, no touch for offense. <laughs> <laughs> no talent. Zero no talent negative talent. Negative, negative talent. Negative talent. <laughs> oh. Okay, it's okay, guys. If you're not good jumpers, it's fine. You can ride yeah, dressage, which is better. That's exactly right. And so um, we really did, um, by that time, I was doing a number of things, a volunteer activities um, in the city of Lexington. And uh, I needed to have my horse a little closer to where I was living so I wasn't commuting quite as much to the barn. And when I moved my horse, um, uh, we went to a barn that that really accepted anybody, you know, doing hunters and jumpers, eventing and dressage. And so I was talking to the manager of the barn and Reese uh, was standing next to me and then she was gone for a period of time. And then she came racing back, grabbed my shirt and said, Mom, Mom, you have to come here right now, right now. And of course, you know, being the dutiful mother, I was saying, excuse me, please. I think you're interrupting. And (laughs) no, mom, no, mom, have to come right now. So I excused myself from the manager, um, a little embarrassed, not too much, and ran down to the arena and she pointed her finger out and said, that's what I want to do. And of course, I was looking at this young lady on a dressage horse and I said, really, Reese? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? And she said, Mom, that's what I want to do. So that, so that really, was it, right? That really kind of started everything. And so I said, Okay, I'm going to have to break the news to your brother. I mean, to my brother. So I called up my brother and he said, She wants to do what? And I <laughs> said, She wants to do dressage. And he was very cute. He thought for a minute, after a couple of expletives, not too many, and said, Well, if that's the case, you need to do the best by her and find the best teachers and give her the best experiences you can. And I said, okay, that's fair enough. And so that kind of started Reese on the track. And then Lindsay, of course, um, she actually did have quite good talent for jumping. And one day she was out jumping in the field and before her instructor was coming, because I decided I wasn't going to teach them. Well, really, I, I've always taught them, but I really felt like another instructor was more important than having mom teach. And so um, because, you know, it takes away that 
relationships where the kids can say, no, mom, I'm not going to do that, or yes, I am, or whatever, and get into, you know, fussing about it. So I'd always said, well, I'll find somebody, I hope, who will teach her the best they can. And anyway, so we were we were waiting for uh, Mr. Ron Beachy to come and for Lindsay's lesson. And so I was warming her up in the field at, at our farm and had set some little fences up. And she stopped her pony and she started to cry. She said, Mom, I really don't want to do this. I really just want to ride dressage. I really just want to ride Both of them, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So she was very cute. And she said, um, Mom, I don't care if Reese is better than I am. I don't (laughs) care. I'll just just do my own thing. And and I promise I'll work hard. I said, oh, Lizzie, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want, honey. So that's that's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> so, but Lindsay, so a lot of times, them, yeah, both of yeah. them decided just to just to get into it. Eh? That's so, right. So, how did you how did you edu- I mean, you hadn't had much experience in the dressage world. How did you get the education? You know, or did you were you learning alongside of them? Well, um, what happened with that was when I was a youngster, we did some flat work with um, and did some basic dressage. I mean, very rudimentary. Yeah. And remember, I'm an old lady now. Um, but <laughs> hardly, <laughs> hardly. Cutest grandma ever. No, uh, well, but you know, it, it really was back in the time that in our country dressage was, you know, just making its way. And um, we did some basic flat work. Um, Chuck Ackerman was a coach and Ronnie Beard and Joe Farges and some really good people. And they recognized that, you know, it was important, of course, to, you know, do good flat work. And so I had a very minute introduction. So I wasn't, um, but also growing up, I, I did about everything. You know, we, um, when we did the outside courses, say like in a hunter division, they were always outside and they were all always over natural uh, obstacles that you would find on the hunt course. And you had to do that in a division. So honestly, eventing was never an issue for me. So I did some eventing. The issue for me was putting in the dressage component and learning, you know, starting out with a training system. And I had a good coach and she was patient and, um, and, and was quite talented riding. And of course, you know, like I said, it's our life. So that's what I love to do. And, um, and so I picked up the dressage really a little before Reese had started riding, um, enough to know, you know, what I needed to do to get her to the right people. Right. Um, right. and at the time I was also, um, uh, taking lessons as well. Um, but then I, you know, I had to stop writing because I had some pretty serious injuries. So, um, but also I found one time I was at a horse show, it was one of Reese's first horse shows and Lindsay wasn't showing at the time. And I remember being in the arena doing my dressage test, watching Reese doing her dressage test on the arena next to mine. And I thought, you know, this is really silly. I've had my time. I had a great time riding. I did big things. I accomplished my goals. I did everything I wanted to do. Now it's time to share that with the girls. So that and along with injuries, um, it was time for me to to kind of hang it up, so to speak. Um, 
so that's kind of what happened. I decided I would more spend time um, just making things happen for the girls that they wanted. Not that I wanted because I already had fun doing my thing, but really it was uh, just a pleasure to start um, being more the show mom and horseman at the same time and passing, passing along the knowledge and being there for them. And each year we, we, would, uh, we would always say, uh, okay, so what's the year's goal here? What do you want to do? Or do we want to continue doing this? Are we having fun? Where are we going with this? And really they would kind of lead the way. So it was my pleasure to kind of be the safety net and the support system and I, watch them grow and succeed. And I know Reese still does that. We, even with her working students and her students, uh, she still does that at the beginning of every year, sits down and, and does the goals for the year. So I know, th- I know that she got that from you. But enough <laughs> about riding. Let's talk about Reese. Was she a bratty Ooh. little horrible child? That's what we really oh, want to know. New Year's is coming. Oh. <laughs> That's what Philip and I really want to know. That's what they want to <laughs> yeah, know. I'm blushing in my office right now. Okay, you want the dirt. Yes. Yeah, we need the yeah. dirt. That's right. Oh, thanks, guys. I can tell you one story that maybe Reese wouldn't be too embarrassed All right, about. Let, let me put her on mute here. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is really a classic mom story. And, um, oh, this is going to be good. We, um, we went over to Louisville for a show, and it was extremely hot. Reese must have only been, oh, my gosh, she must have been only 10 or 11. And um, so we packed everything up and tootled on over to Louisville, and um, she started her classes. She did her first, you know, she went, she did her first class, and you know, we're talking here our training level now. And so she did her first class and she wasn't really pleased. She's very much a perfectionist and, you know, um, uh, surprise, but, um, <laughs> anyway, she, um, wasn't really pleased with herself. And at the time we had to find another coach because her first coach left, uh, Kentucky to go to New York. Jeez, Reese um, at the age of ten was scaring coaches away. They even all the way out to of the New state. York, yeah, all the way yeah. to the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get any further, could they? Yeah, no. I know he ran. He couldn't anyway. afford to go to Brazil. He had to stay in the United States anyway. But yeah. go ahead, sorry. Well, so um, so I was coach for a day. Uh, as I said before, not exactly my fun thing to do. You know, not, not always um, a great idea for the mom to, yeah. to have to be yeah. that. Exactly. It's just a setup for uh-oh. But anyway, so um, we talked about it a little bit, her, you know, her ride and maybe how we could change things a little and how things might, you know, might be a little better. And um, so then the next class came up and she did her um, her next test. And when she came out of the arena, um, I asked her how she felt her test was. Did she have a good time? Um, and, you know, she was a little bit on the contrary side, let's just say. So <laughs> Bratty. We, I was bratty. Uh, bratty. Yes. She, she was a little naughty and a little contrary. And with that, and I'm a fairly tall lady, I reached up and grabbed her and pulled her right down by my side and put my little finger right in front of her nose and said, Excuse me, please. 
I am your mother. I have, I am owed respect. I deserve respect. And you, young lady, will take your horse up, make sure he is well taken care of. I will go and collect, collect up our things, say thank you to the show management, and you will go up to the trailer, get him all ready, and we are going home. And she looked, and I said, because you will never speak to me again like that. And she looked at me, and my, my hand just flew out and pointed to the trailer, and she kind of walked dejected up to the trailer and took, uh, Teddy was her horse's name at the time, and, you know, made sure Teddy was comfortable and bandaged him up, and we packed up our things, and... On the way home, I decided I would be kindly, but I wouldn't be so nice. So in one respect, I knew she really wanted me to say something, and I was silent all the way home. And, you know, I only had to do that once and never again. <laughs> That's good. Although I, I will say this, Travis, her husband, would like to do that today. But, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I tell you, I went, I went to look at a horse at a, at that farm. I hadn't been back to that farm since I was like ten, and I still I had like deja vu on all I had a little bit of fear, yeah, on how I was mouthed off to my mother. Oh, <laughs> bad news! I never mouthed off again. It was awful. I met her once years ago when I first met you. Was at a show? I think you were you were doing a show or something. And uh, I met I met her years ago, and in the first two minutes, I knew I couldn't mouth off to her. I mean, <laughs> it's still that way. Mom, okay. <laughs> so, well, I mean, what is what is your tip to prevent your girls from becoming dressage divas? I mean, you see a little bit of that going on at at, at some of the shows, and pull them and, off the horse and stomp them into the ground. Yeah, is that, is the is that just it? Make sure you can always pull them off the horse. There you go. Well, I have to be honest with you. I had to do the same thing for Lindsay once only. She was so naughty. She uh, she was down by my side again. I put my knee out and folded her over my knee and gave her a quick whack on the high knee. All right. right. In Discipline. Of that Very nowadays. important. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You may be thrown in the clinker, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I might be thrown in the clinker, except for that it was really not a very hard Cat. Enough to get her attention. <laughs> <laughs> we both lived. We're fine. Uh, yeah. So I, so I am going to change gears because I'm highly embarrassed now. But let me tell you, I, I I do not mouth off to my mother, and I was very thankful uh, now that I work with a lot of teenagers that my mom did that because um, I knew very clearly that uh, horses uh, were uh, a luxury and part of our life, but not certainly uh, something that could be taken away very quickly. Yep. Um, and also, mom was very strict with grades, and and for us to have horses in school, we had had certain grades, and so we definitely had some of some restrictions with the horses. But mom, I just want to change gears too, because um, and I think it was two thousand eight. You were actually USDF Volunteer of the Year, um, and have done a, a tremendous amount of volunteer work for the horse industry. Um, and I just I think you're a wonderful example to all the moms out there of how you can use your talents um, to help uh, kind of bring the industry along. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you you did to kind of receive the volunteer of the year? It's hard for me to do that 
<laughs> well, but you ran you ran the USDF uh, regional finals. You ran the USDF um, and the Kentucky Horse Park National Dressage Symposium. Uh, you were director of development development for USDF uh, and helped actually bring the USDF building uh, to the Kentucky Horse Park. So I get to brag on you a little bit. Um, you really did a tremendous amount and continue still to work very, very hard and in the horse industry. I guess, how would you just um, help parents kind of or give some uh, advice to how parents can um, help the horse industry? Well, I think that that is um, a really good question because um, horses are a wonderful way to raise children. And, um, and I think parents recognize that. Um, but while you're spending so much time with your child in that particular sport, um, when asked to do various things to kind of help, um, you can still support your child and also show your child that it's important to give back in an, in, in an industry that gives so much you. In other words, I, I think, and and it's not just for horses, I think it's really a, a philosophy of mine, and, and that is, if you're ever in a position to give back, you need to do it, because real joy in life comes from serving others, and whether that's in the horse industry or um, fundraising for charitable events, um, I, I believe very strongly, personally, that to whom much has been given, much is expected. And if you all had been swimmers, per se, I probably would have, you know, uh, also, um, you know, supported your sport in, in, in any way that I could. Um, when, when you all were growing up, there was not a lot going on for juniors and young riders. So in order to make things happen for you, and um, all of, golly, all the young people that have grown up with you, Philip, and you, Reese, during the years, you had to make it happen or nobody was going to do anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it, it took I, I agree. Interest. And you don't have to be really horsey to, to volunteer no. a bit of your time. You don't have to be really rich and you don't have to be really horsey. It's no. just, you know, at the shows, we, it requires people's time to just, yeah. you know, sit at the you show know, office or, you know, you, and uh, I truly exactly. believe that. Yeah. That's a really good point, and that is is that, no, you don't have to be a long-time horse professional or anything like that, but just an interested party, an interesting parent, an interested parent to say, gosh, I've got some extra time. I mean, how powerful is it to say to your child when they're waiting up by the barn um, to say, you know, it's really important to um, help the management of the show because... Um, in order to put these things on, they need a lot of volunteers. So, you know, I'm going to run down and check with the show office and see what I can do to help. Um, now, obviously, you know, you can't help with the judges, but you can be a steward and you can, um, you know, you can, uh, golly, uh, score. You can be a runner. You can drive the golf cart. Um, you know, so really that's kind of how it started for me. Um, I, um, I've, I've done a lot of fundraising and given a lot of parties and I enjoy doing that. And I really kind of started out, um, years ago doing all the hospitality for our local horse shows. 
They were held at the horse park. Um, our facilities were not great. Um, we had to um, uh, we had to do our scoring and everything in tents. And it, it, you all who have been to Kentucky know that it rains and sleets and the wind is terrible. We come back each morning to find our papers all over and mud up to our ankles. I mean, literally. And so, you know, we all looked at one another and I said, you know, we need to build a show office here. We need to spearhead a little bit of a renovation here at the Kentucky Horse Park and um, put up judges boxes, permanent judges boxes and a show office. So by gosh, you know, we went about about that. I was the president of the Kentucky Dressage Association at the time, and we raised $40,000 and hand in hand with uh, Lee Sholak, the first director at the Kentucky Horse Park, then John Nicholson. We um, renovated the horse park. We we made some changes in how people could safely get from the barns down to the arena. And, you know, and, and we did those things. And that really started by just saying, how can I help? And from there, um, we decided that the Kentucky Horse Park was a natural place to hold wonderful shows. We had two good national shows. And we said, well, gosh, we should be holding, we should be holding the regional championships here. So in 2003, we held the regional championships. We held the first um, young horse finals. We held the first dressage medal seat, second dressage medal seat finals on the same show. Plus, we had the governor, the first um, lady of Kentucky, the governor's wife, um, agree to be the co-chairperson for a fundraising dinner where we had um, in the Rolex Arena, the big stadium, uh, we brought the Philharmonic in, the Lexington Philharmonic, the entire orchestra, and held a dinner at the same time. This is during the show for one of the parties. And we told the story of dressage from ancient Chinese times to modern competitive freestyle. And it was, we had 550 people. And actually, Reese did the last ride. Um, and um, poor Reese, she really was put in the hot seat because I couldn't get older, more established riders to do the freestyle for me. And so I said to Reese, I'm sorry, you can do a good pre-St. George and your freestyle is good. You're going to do that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> You're just yeah. going to do that. You're doing yeah. that. Yeah, that was fun. That. that was a great time. Actually, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Mom, how, how much money did you raise on that we event? Raised um, that year, we raised $30,000. $15,000 went to um, Kentucky Literacy uh, Programs, and the other half went to Kentucky Horse Park. And what was exciting about that evening, it was in the evening around 7 o'clock in the Rolex Arena, and looking out over the, the big pond there, we call it, and... Um, it was a fabulous program. There were 550 people there from Lexington. And these were not all horse people. They were people who came out for the fundraiser and for the first lady and various reasons. But um, <clears throat> when the program was, when, when Reese came down center line and um, halted her freestyle, I'll, I'll let Reese tell you the story. But after, um, after she halted, 550 people jumped up clapping and screaming and crying and I looked around and I was 
Restream people cry. And amazed that (laughs) Dressage had such a wonderful evening. It was just so exciting. So, you know, and like I said, that just started out and just kind of grew. And so it was um it was a very exciting time. Thank you so much for your time today and talking to us about kind of all the things that you were able to to do as we grew up and 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 the things you did for volunteering. It was wonderful. And you're just a wonderful example on on motherhood, but also, you know, how you can raise children in dressage and also be a, a huge and productive member of the dressage um you know, community. So mom, thanks so much for your time. And, um, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of my mom and, and, and learn about how she raised two girls, I'm sure, um, I can, I can, can, uh, can make that happen. So mom, I hope you have a great rest of the day and thanks for your time. It's great talking with all of you. Bye Glenn. Bye Philip and Reese. It's been a pleasure, honey. I have to tell you. Right after this commercial break from Squarespace.com, Silver Martin's going to answer a listener question about using Cavalettis to train dressage horses. Glenda Geek here. You know, I get asked all the time by horse people, I want to build my own website. What service should I use? Well, there's only one service I recommend without hesitation, and that is Squarespace.com. If you're looking to build a website for your horse farm, training business, boarding stable, or personal rider page, or maybe even a blog, and you want to do it yourself and end up with a professional-looking website, then there's only one place to go, Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy with one of the simplest do-it-yourself interfaces available. You choose the theme you like, and then you just drag and drop the elements you want into that theme and start adding your pictures and content, and off you go. Plus, they give you 15 days to try it with no strings. They don't even ask for your credit card. If you sell things, they even have an e-commerce solution. Plus, your new website will integrate with Facebook and Twitter like a dream. I've been using this company for years and have recommended it to dozens of horse people. No matter what your skill level, Squarespace is for you. Give it a try for 15 days free by going to horseradionetwork.com and clicking on the Squarespace banner on the right side of the page. Horseradionetwork.com. Click on the Squarespace banner on the right side of the page. Well, it is our pleasure to have Silver Martin back on the Dressage Radio Show this evening for a trainer tip of the week. Silva, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Silva. Um, we got this uh, question through our Facebook, um, and we're always encouraging people to you know write in with the questions, and so here we are. This question is from Kimberly. She said, I love the Dressage Radio Show. It's great. Last week, you briefly mentioned Cavaletti work while talking about hill work. I would love to hear more about Cavaletti. So we thought it would be perfect to have Silver Martin on to talk about Cavaletti work. So, um, All right. yeah, when you're ready, Silva. All right. Well, um, I think Cavaletti can be very helpful. I think um, it's a, for me, um, you know, at, I'm, I'm married to an event writer, so we have a lot of uh, poles and Cavalettis laying around in our place. So, that, you know, it comes, comes in handy for me. Um, I think for me mainly, um, I think it's a really good good thing for a dressage horse, uh, especially younger ones, to kind of just find their balance and, and kind of have the you know, have a little bit more of a of an awareness where their legs are, um, you know, and have to kind of uh, get distracted from just the everyday 
drill, um, you know, doing something different. So I think it's a it's a little bit of fun for younger horses and, and also for, for older horses to just get out and, and do something that they don't do all the time, um, you know, and, and, and at the same time I think it's it's a it's a really good thing to um you know, to, to build strength and and uh, you know, activate the hind leg and, and get some suppleness through the back and the neck, um, you know, riding over poles and cavaletti. So I, I do it a lot. So Silva, so start from the beginning on how you decide you know, what, what height the Cavaletti is, what's the spacing on a Cavaletti. How do you decide that? Um, well, the, you know, it shouldn't be any higher than uh, six inches to a foot. Um, so it's not very high at all. And then uh, the distance to the trot is uh, 3.9 feet. Um, so, uh, That's very I, you know, it, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, so, so I think, uh, you know, for the younger horse, I, I would always, you know, start with one so they can kind of get an idea on, on how to, you know, just get over it and not be spooky and, and you know, not get scared about, um, you know, trotting over more than one. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, eventually put two and three and four and however many you want to put. But, um, yeah, so I, I think it's really important to kind of get give the horse the awareness of, of, of where their legs are and, and make them confident about going over them. And then once they, once they kind of understand the, the, the theory of, um, you know, trotting over them, then you can really use them to, to strengthen them and to relax their back and their neck and, and um, you know, increase the activity of the hind leg and, and all those things. Oh, I loved the 3.9 feet because as a dressage rider, I always get in trouble with this. So is there yeah. an exact <laughs> measurement for walk and canter? Um, I don't know. I only ever do the trot, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll 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 look it up. But I was I was so impressed by the 3.9. That that's very helpful for me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now, Silva, are there some problems that can occur, like when when you ride the horses, you know, doing introducing cavalettis and and what what are the problems and and how, how to look for them and how to fix them? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think the biggest problem is if you if you um, have a horse that worries about it. I think you you have to be really patient and and not um, overface them like like anything really. Um, I think you know if you have a horse that's a little bit spooky and it, it's a little bit scared of going over things. I think you need to you know you, you need to take your time and and not don't make it worry about it. Um, but but because it's so such a low height, um, I you know it's. The, the chances of, of getting injured or, or injuring the horse are very low, so that's that's why Cavaletti's is a good um, you know it's just a it's a it's a good thing than you know than than hurting the horse or the rider. Okay, all I gotta say is Silver. I think a foot's kind of high, so I just wanted to add that in. I think that, that that's a little high. So that is speak true. For yourself, right. when, it, when you talk for that's not very high. I just wanted to add that in. Well, that's for just as high as the little white fences around the outside, isn't it? So <laughs> well, we try not to jump those. We try not to jump those. Yeah, exactly. Try not to. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just wanted to add that in for for those of us that got a little heart palpitation with the foot. <laughs> one so foot. so can carry on. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. For all, all, all steps aside, you know it, it is. Um, but do you have a? Is it better to use a wood a pole, or I have some, seen some people using plastic poles? Do you have a, a suggestion on what type of equipment you should have for doing the cavalettis? 
Um, I, I'm not. I don't. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't really make a difference. I think uh, it, it, you know the, the the plastic ones are definitely easier to to move around. So um, I, I think that's good. I, I don't think um, it's really for for Cavaletti. I don't think it really makes a difference. Not to me, anyway. And for a rider tip on how to do the best job to ride, you know, Cavalettis, what are some tips for a rider who's introducing it to themselves a little bit, how to do a good job, you know, maybe talk about straightness and, and some of the balance issues that occur? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the rider and for the horse, I think uh, it's really important not to rush to them. I think you want to go in a really low low speed um, towards them, um, especially so, because you want to encourage the horse to lift their neck, uh, sorry, their back, and and uh, drop the neck to you know to look at the cavalletti. So I think it's important to um, to be really straight and um, you know not to try to lean forward, like try to stay in your normal position, um, and you know stay in, in posting trot and and not um, you know run run at them. I think it's really important to give the horse some time to to use themselves over the cavalletti's. Um, and, and relax. I think that's good. Do you, do you put them, Silva, do you put them on a circle? Do you put them on the long side, the short side? Where do you put the Cavalettis when you, when you start them? Um, well, uh, for the start, definitely on, on a straight line, just to, you know, to kind of teach them and, and not make it harder than, uh, than it has to be. And then you can, you know, you can put them on a circle line or you can put them through the corners or, um, yeah, you you can you know it it really depends on how much the horse has done it and and how confident they are. But I would always start on the straight line. Well, that was a good trainer tip. I'm sorry that it got cut a little bit short. Um, you know, maybe if there's more questions about Cavalettis, we'll have Silva back on. Um, the next thing we wanted to get to was our listener feedback. Rita sent us a feedback email about uh, the trainer tip from Natalie Hamilton Hinneman uh, about shoulder four. And she has decided that it's a great thing for using on uh, trail riding. So she sent us a, uh, an email about that. And, uh, and she says that it helps her horse from beginning, from getting tense and, and, you know, using it as work on trail riding and, uh, and really helps her to face some of the challenges of, of tension on her ride. So I thought that was really great. I did too. I think that, I think that's a wonderful kind of even elaborating even more on what Natalie said, because shoulder four is a great exercise. If you have a horse that's spooky, because as she said, you can use it to really get your horse to pay attention to you while making the exercise more difficult by increasing the angle of the shoulder four. And that's what, what uh, she was doing. And I think that that it also focuses the horse. It gets them on the outside rein, gets them listening to your legs. So a lot of great stuff there and, and really good way to think about it. So, yeah, um, well, I'll just take an expert uh, excerpt from her, from her message here. It says when he gets tense her horse and I ask for shoulder four or shoulder, f- shoulder in, it makes both of, us, both of us think instead of react, and it's very hard to maintain the tension between them when they are thinking about a movement. And uh, shoulder in is a very familiar place. Um, you know, a person jogging behind a baby stroller might be very odd, but the shoulder in is very familiar and very comforting to, to your horse. So I think that, that's a great point about, about using it in other places rather than just the dressage ring. 
And this also goes to show you how much that groundwork that you achieve in dressage, I mean, we joke about dressage and all that, but uh, it just goes to show you that that groundwork can be used in so many other places, and, and you know, and our listeners are figuring that out. Uh, you know, she might not even be a dressage rider. Yeah, I mean, right. you don't have to be a right. dressage rider nope. to do some of this. You don't, you don't have to go in and, and do a second-level test to be able to use shoulder in, uh, in, in whatever you're trying to do and to help your horse uh, listen better and, and help the rider ride better. I think that's the point of it when, it when it comes down to it, right? Well, the listener feedback is great, and we love these type of uh, feedback questions. Um, so keep them coming. We love it. So thanks for the email shout-outs, and everybody check out the Facebook page um, because we really want to see if people can guess where Philip and, and Meredith and Travis and I were this weekend on um, our holiday in Kentucky. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests at our website at dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for putting on, well, allowing us to put on a great show today. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. 